You're listening to Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussion on, I guess, the is... death. Is, yeah, the death of the... Death physical kill, 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 murder. Death, the... the <laughs> let me all mess up now. <laughs> is physical medium... Is a physical medium dying, or is 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 a physical medium itself... Uh, is, is it a passing fad? Are we moving away from it? Is the future digital only? Now this is a this is a topic that I have been kind of kicking around in our little thing of dockets. It keeps getting knocked down every now and then. I'll put something on it and it comes back to the top and then it gets knocked down again. Uh, of this concept of you know the typical conversation is is Blu-rays dying? Is DVDs dying? Because te- technically DVD is <laughs> is coming to an end here soon because now we have Sentai Filmworks giving it the boot. Uh, I think uh, Discotech Media, for an extent, is is getting at the boot. Uh, a lot of these uh, distribution groups that license all these anime are giving up on DVD for the most part, but there's still some that are holding on to it just because it is cheap. Um, but yeah, the the whole discussion was co- constantly there about is it dying? And I was gonna t- go and look at you know sales for Blu-ray and then uh, compare them to these days and compare them to 1990s. Uh, but I think that's Technically, a conversation that's a little bit overdone. I mean, there it is. It's a fluctuating thing. Just to just to get it out there, it's a fluctuating thing. But the thing that really kind of expanded this topic was uh, a recent conversation we had with the folks at uh, Crypto Anime. I, I put a, a forum post here recently on the forums and said we had this conversation with this guy. He had this project he's going with, and we gave him. We we kind of exchanged some discussion, which was really really fun discussion because he's a he was a guy that used to work with Netflix. He's technically the guy that was ground level in Japan getting them anime. And it was really exciting talking to him. But one of the conversations that we had in there, and it is a part of their service, Crypto Anime, and I'm not, I'm not saying go buy from Crypto Anime. You make your own decisions there. Um, we just talked to them. We wanted to get people's feedback. That was purely what that was. Um, we're not advocating to anything there. Just if, you, if it looks interesting to you, definitely do whatever you want to do. Um, but the discussion that was in there, and it pertains to what he has there, is this concept of buying digital goods uh, that you would own. And it was a really fascinating discussion that we had. And it was like one of those ones where I'm like, 
I wish this conversation was recorded. And we technically can't because it was, you know, it was, we were, we were discussing ideas that they had going forward. We're not going to sit there and divulge what they were going to talk about or what we were talking about because that would then give away what they're doing. And that's not right. It was in confidentiality that we were spoken, spoken to him, um, spoken to him. We were, we were spoken to him. Speaking to him. (laughs) Um, but in that in that conversation was this discussion about giving weight to stuff and all the stuff that we'll, we'll eventually talk about in this discussion, um, and that's what kind of expanded this into. So I I want the, in this topic we'll be talking about yeah just the basic idea of home video distribution, um, what we think about it, the pros and cons of it versus physical versus digital, uh, where we think it's going in the future, and then the more interesting aspect that this ended, ended up evolving into is us discussing. Uh, physical goods, figures, artwork, uh, art books, all that kind of stuff, moving away from the realm of physical into the digital realm. Uh, is it as um, plausible as one might think? It, would, it, it, is, it was an interesting discussion just based on the idea of what, what the guy had in, when he was discussing with me and Andrew. Because Andrew, being an advocate for physical goods, and me being a... a kind of an early adopter although i do like my physical goods it was really an interesting dynamic of both of us really going don't forget about this one in crucial aspect of this entire thing so it, it and 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 we wanted to kind of share that part that that discussion that me and andrew kind of spurned off of that discussion yeah it was it was a fun little kind of uh a triangle there because yeah i'm I love my physical goods. I, I do adopt some things in digital, which we'll get into eventually. Um, Chris being in the kind of mill area there, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then this guy being from Netflix. He's like, literally, when I asked him about home distribution, it's like, he's in the realm of streaming everything. And it's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Come back over here. Don't forget this aspect. And that was that was one of those little fun little moments in there of this idea that we were three, three complete different sides of this field uh, you know, we, we, of course, bleeding onto each side, uh, depending on our, 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 what it we're discussing. Uh, but it was all kind of this really cool conversation because we all had our ideas there. We were bouncing them off each other. It was, like I said, I, <laughs> I still wish that we had that recorded and I wish that we could, uh, distribute that. But of course it was, uh, something we couldn't do. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll get what we can discuss in here, uh, leaving out the stuff that we really can't discuss. So. Yeah, I guess we can jump into it. Let's do it. Uh, my, my first bit here, of course, like I said earlier, I was going to jump into uh, home video. Uh, what I mean by home video is it's you have an anime show, uh, it's aired on TV, it's aired over the internet, ONA, or it's a movie that's in theaters, and then it comes to the point where it's distributed to the public. Uh, how is that distributed? Now, of course, the... This, of course, being an age-old debate, and we kind of mentioned that earlier, um, the concept of digital ownership versus subscription-based ownership versus even paying for a digital ownership, that's kind of something that's been... Dis- I, I guess the, the early uh, experiences that I had with this kind of topic was with video games. Right. I think video games was one of the earlier ones, even before, like, uh, you know, all these... Disney and all them started getting into the idea of selling a digital version of their movie along with the physical good. Cause they didn't want to just go straight to digital. They wanted to go here, buy this movie. And then on the front, it says, and you could also watch it on in digital. <laughs> 
So even before, supposedly I have a few of those. I don't know where they went, but and, I, and, I, and their I codes are have them, <laughs> and their codes are long dead because right. they had some kind of weird service they made up just to distribute that, and it's gone already. Um, but even before then, we were we were experiencing this idea of going pure digital with video games because it was like uh, PS3, Xbox 360. I guess was the earlier. Uh, al- I mean, of course, that was probably earlier than that. Uh, element of this idea of you download i mean pc technically was going long before then but it was it was a hot topic in the realm of of actual console gaming because it was like no when you buy a game it comes in a cartridge and then you put the cartridge in there and then you put it on your shelf but then it's kind of slowly progressed in this idea of well why would i bother going to the store when i literally can have it at midnight ready to fire up uh, as of course it, it kind of progressed at that point uh, pre-download it and I can fire it up on the day of and it's there and I don't have to worry about having a wall full of of games and so it was it was something that we were discussing even with our I, I think we probably had a podcast on it or not or maybe with um, the other site that we did a podcast with talking about the idea of of digital versus physical and it always came up the the typical ideas the the pros of being digital was you're saving space of course I mean it's it's in this digital catalog and it's bits and bytes and it's on a hard drive of course it's going to say space the, the only space that is is the size of the hard drive <laughs> right um and then of course the idea of um any device depending on what kind of service you're getting with any device you could play that thing at um of course it wasn't really so much with video games because video games was whatever platform it was on but uh i guess like the vita and the psp kind of did that with with the playstation they kind of did some cross games there but when you kind of, when you're moving into the home video area, you're really kind of in the realm of yeah. Technically, if I have a subscription with Crunchyroll, I can watch uh, Monthly Girl Nozaki Kun on my phone, or I can watch it on my PS4, or I can watch it on my computer. Whereas if I bought a, I did buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> when I bought the Blu-ray, I literally can only play that on the PS4 or on the Xbox uh, Xbox One. That's limiting where I can actually view what I have purchased. And so that's, of course, the 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 upside to digital is that you can play it anywhere. Um, but, of course, the pros on physical is that you're getting max quality. Hopefully, they, they put it on the Blu-ray properly and you get max quality. Uh, you're getting the extra goodies. I mean, that, that's, I guess that's one of the bigger problems with... What uh, I said, as far as, as far as a... And, and you would have probably been right along with me, but... Um, when we were discussing the idea of going completely to digital, is like, whoa, 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 hold on, one thing. There, there is, there is an argument to be made that there is several different levels of, quote unquote, the otaku. I mean, you have the, you have the, um, the, what's what the, the the guys who just come on in and just watch some Naruto casuals. and the, the casuals, the, the casuals, yeah. the normies, the normies. Uh, <laughs> You're actually a normie. Get out of here. <laughs> the and, and and they watch themselves some Naruto, and then they they may bump into. Why does Dragon it have Ball to be Naruto? I don't know. I they just. I I'm, I'm going with like the, the, I was, I'm going with the, the, the shonen guys. You know, the ones who really are into those ones, and that nothing else really works for them. And they move on. When it comes to them, they're not really interested in 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 anything collector collector collectible. Um, even your more, I mean, your the ones who are kind of on board with anime, the ones who do like anime, 
and I, and I say that loosely, knowing that yes, the Naruto folks they probably like anime too. I'm not saying that they don't like anime. I'm saying that the 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 people who are a little bit more, I don't want to say hardcore because your hardcore is in a totally different realm. The, the the people who do just enjoy anime for it, they may buy a buy a show here or there. They may dump some money into a, a, a figure here or there, but they're not really adamant about it. Your hardcore otaku, those are the guys who you have to make sure you have something physical for them. Um, and that's that's the people who actually worry about the special editions, who have to have their um, their glasses from. Um, from uh beyond the boundary beyond the boundary they have to have that why i don't know but they have to have it It, it, it's it's something that they or an empty notebook or an empty notebook (laughs) they have to have it it's something physical something that they can tangible that they can have and hold and say i've got this geeky little thing from my favorite show and it is the coolest thing ever that's their thing and you cannot steal that from them if you do you're not going to have them following you in the in the grand scheme of things. I'd welcome them to the party and uh, doodads area of their local grocery store where they can find those glasses <laughs> for like 25 cents for a bag of them. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was the one thing. But they didn't come that, from Funimation. I think that Crunchyroll has, in the past, made an effort to uh, putting little extras usually the ovas the ovas that you would see in a blu-ray collection that would be released they would sometimes grab those ovas which is really really cool um, but for the most part a lot of those little extras commentary videos stuff like that are the big draw i mean that, that's one of the things that's in that uh gunsmith cats thing that they're talking about doing the release for we got the stretch goals for it was like all these commentary tracks of different people the uh sonata whatever his name is him drawing stuff in in a as an extra i mean that stuff is those things you're not gonna get yeah you'll technically probably find in the future they'll be on youtube ripped off put on there but it's it's something that is over here legal that is distributed to you that you can actually get and own and that's that's a that adds value to that that you wouldn't normally have in you know going to crunchyroll and watching it there uh, so there, there is an element there that you do get some extra there. Now, yeah, dudes ads and stuff like that, that's more in the full-on collector area. But yeah, I, I guess it is going to be different for each person. I know there's probably somebody out there that's in love with the idea of having the glasses in there. There's somebody that loves the... the... Somebody liked the glasses, otherwise they wouldn't have put it in. <laughs> I, 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 no, matter how, everybody... no matter how much you want to bash it, somebody liked the glasses or it would not be in there. Everybody loves the glasses on her, <laughs> but the glasses in the box is a completely different thing. It's a novelty thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there. but there's things that are in those that I usually really love. It's usually, for me, it's art books and art cards. Art books and art cards, I'm happy. Like, a lot of the Funimation releases, when they do the limited editions, they'll have the art cards in a little envelope on the outside. I'm good. Thank you. That That's uh, Overlord. I still want to buy Overlord just for those art cards. Like, you can add that extra $20 dollars just for that. Of course, I'll get a chipboard box also. But I'm throwing that extra $20 at there, mostly for the chipboard box. I love those chipboard boxes, uh, even though they're half the time they're destroyed anymore. Um, thank you, Fulfillment Center. The art cards were that extra. I mean, the the ones for Kogias, they were in the art style of Clamp, and they were absolutely gorgeous artwork. 
it wasn't the anime artwork. It was Clamp's artwork, mm-hmm. and that that was that was a huge bonus right there. Uh, so there's little things like that that ends up adding that little bonus to being a physical distribution owner. Now, granted, yeah, you can probably say, uh, and and there's there's something to be said that if you want to, you would be able to buy that stuff, get rid of the extra boxes and stuff like that, and be able to save the space. But you also have the cons that comes with that is that it's going to be taking a lot of space. Um, every single time I get the chipboard boxes, even though I love them, I'm in, I'm increasing its size. Like like a Mogabillion Park is literally the Blu-rays can probably take a little, uh, probably like half an inch or maybe three quarters inch in size and space on the shelf. But now that I got a chipboard box, the little extra box in there that had a bunch of stupid posters in it, it's now like five inches wide. <laughs> so you're adding that extra space just for that extra collectability. So it kind of keeps compounding itself even beyond like just my regular Blu-ray releases that I buy of shows that I really, really enjoy because I want to have them, which we'll get into later. Those are even taking up space, even though less, uh, thankfully, because they're just, just the Blu-ray. But, uh, of course, probably the biggest, the biggest pro to physical ownership, in my opinion, and it's the reason why I physically buy stuff is that this, I always and, and have it. To be fair, it, that is his strongest argument. Yeah, uh, you can't. You can't. I can't. No matter how how hardcore I go on the digital side, I can never defeat that argument. It, it is an absolute. And this is me arguing from his side. I I can't. I can't argue it. I I, I have a lot of games from a million and a half years ago now i can make another argument about it and that's in your in andrew's yeah, there's con. like a, this is like yeah. a three-parter <laughs> andrew's got it, it mentioned in the cons so i'm gonna leave it leave it alone so but there is there is an aspect of always having it and being able to just randomly 10 years later pick it up and say i actually want to play this game or i actually want to watch i've got Tenchi Universe from 15 years ago or yeah, almost 20 years ago now. So, and it still pretty much works as far as I know. We haven't checked it in a while. (laughs) I think my oldest is probably in Evangelion. I think that was my first one that I physically bought for myself. So, and it's still there and I watched it probably about a year ago and it still works. Yep. But there is, and there's going to, we're going to get into it with that though, but I, I do think the idea that, like, when we, whenever we do our little, let's watch something together, we're usually kind of looking up, because I, I have uh, uh, floating shelves along my entire uh, ceiling, and that's where I have all of this stuff. So we're really looking around, we're going, what are we, we going to watch next? And we're looking at all this stuff, and it's like, I'm, it's nice that we can go, well, we haven't watched the Maggie Brilliant Park yet. We pull it off, put the Blu-ray in, and we're watching it. We don't have to worry about streaming, and and I guess that's going to be uh, another really huge pro to it, which I did not put in this list of if you have bandwidth issues, digital distribution is not a good thing for you. Right. I think there is there has been improvements, like uh, better compression. There has been uh, s- some ISPs moving to the idea of not having you limited so much. Uh, not ours yet. <laughs> but... There's been moves to making it a lot easier. Digital distribution is a lot easier uh, bandwidth-wise. Streaming speeds are a lot quicker. Uh, but there is this element of 
yeah, I put the disc in there, it goes. We don't have to worry about, well, what's our bandwidth cap at right now? Um, will we ha- Is our internet working good today? Are we having problems with our internet? Is it is it having ping issues? Did is we this, have did we is, have a rain is, in the last couple of days? Yes, it's a rain. Uh, is Crunchy rolled down because Dragon Ball Super is back on or stuff like that? I don't have to worry about the servers being having issues. It's literally put it in there and it goes because it's a physical uh, disc. So, um, yeah, so... We we're kind of alluding to already is there this is a course if you're yelling at your speakers right now you probably gotta wait a couple more seconds this is actually a multi-parter because i do acknowledge the fact that even though i do have that and i and i just mentioned the idea that evangelion is dvd that's still working and i bought that way back in the 90s or maybe early 90s now it would be mid 90s uh there is still an element of yeah technically discs do decay now I'll say that not being, you know, rewritable mediums or being in a uh, room temperature setting, these things aren't as prone as they used to be back in like the CDRW days. And they do last a lot longer. Like I said, DVDs even lasting that long. But there is going to be a certain point, probably within 30 years, that they will be probably showing some issues. So I do acknowledge that. Now, I do know they made improvements with Blu-rays, and they will last even longer. I think they said, what, 60 years? I'll probably be long dead before the Blu-rays go out. <laughs> but I do know that... If I, I don't believe that, because supposedly DVDs were supposed to last forever, so don't even tell me that. <laughs> they lied at me. They lied at me. Um, but, but yeah, that, that is that is the, the thing that I, I even I, I, I have the frustration with, is like, yeah, the Andrew's greatest argument is also his greatest weakness is the fact that they do scratch they have uh they have they have a they can a, warp a physical yeah there's a bad temperature there's, yeah there's if you had a fire it's all gone it's <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i i will try my darndest but i assure you i'm not gonna get all now, these out of the room on my side if we have a fire i still have all my digital stuff because i can go on the cloud and download it until until <laughs> my greatest weakness which is licensing issues yes uh so both sides have this issues both sides do have the element of there is never forever there's always this element of some type of end if my stuff gets burnt if it decays if it, there's a fire there will be a point in which there's the end of life for my stuff and it's gone same for digital and that's been the the hugest hugest controversy with digital distributions especially that we experienced back in video game days yep was this idea that I there, there was these there was they were saying like PT was it was it was, probably everybody remembers is PT it literally was there and at some point it got kind of nobody bought that game but it's an example of that license got pulled and you only had it if it was physically on your console and people were selling the stinking consoles with it because it was the only way you could play it was if you had one of these PS4s that already had it installed and th- we had several cases when we were talking about gaming was where either they pulled the game from there, but they were like, but you could still download it, so don't worry. But then there was these points where they literally legally had to remove the game from the store and keep people from being able to download it again, even though they paid for it, because legally they had to remove it from the store, physically remove it from the store, because the license was gone. There was restrictions for them being able to continue to distribute it. And that's something that you will see with Crunchyroll. The licenses go away. Funimations, they lose the licenses eventually. All these companies will eventually lose these licenses and they won't stream them anymore. And we, we talked a couple times about 
Uh, they don't really broadcast it anymore, but they used to broadcast it on a regular basis. Like, here's all these shows that are coming off. Make sure to watch them quickly. Uh, Ghost Sick was one of them. Right. When Ghost Sick dropped, I was like, crap, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I almost wanted to binge it that night because it was there. Of course, they, they grabbed the license to get with Funimation, but there's the element that eventually these things will not be available, and then you lose that, that physical distribution. And you can say, well, I'll keep it on my console or whatever if I download the 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 anime like uh Amazon and Netflix they all allow you to download them beforehand but eventually those those downloads expire and then you can't renew them and then that's the point which you're going to lose it so yeah there's also yeah. the aspect of what do you, what do you, what happens if you get space run out of space well mm-hmm. okay transfer it to another drive yeah that's that's all fine and dandy but eventually Eventually, there is always a issue of how do you deal with it? What if that file gets corrupted? It happens. I, I've I've seen it happen. And if it goes corrupted, then what? It used to be a lot easier to hold those uh, those digitally bought or rented or whatever uh, videos or subscription-based videos uh, back in the day. But these days, pretty much all of them now will have an expiration system built into it. It will have a week before it checks. It wants you to check with the servers again to renew it. Mainly because they want to make sure you still have subscription. You can still have that in your possession. Mm-hmm. But they, they they put these things into play to keep that from happening. Because it was the only way they can get the companies to agree to have them distribute their, their stuff. Because otherwise you can just, you know, hand it to anybody and pirate it. So yep. it was a way for them to get those licenses and, and to have companies be okay <gasps> with. Did you say pirating? One of the other downsides to digital. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to happen no matter what. I, I appreciate the transition if you want to go wherever you're going with there. Um, let me see what other ones happen here. But, uh, yeah, of course, we've got to mention already is, is the big con for, for physical as well is, is space. That is uh, that is something I'm currently dealing with. I've, I've gotten to that point where I'm literally having to shuffle everything around just to get it all to kind of fit like today i did an i did an unboxing for a bunch of light novels again i had to fit a bunch of new rezeros uh happiness six and seven i gotta read that uh i had to move no game to life over here just to get it out of the way because it's like i have nowhere over there anymore to put it so there is an element of space problem i, I had to stop buying androids because i had ran out of space for them um but of course we're talking about home video but like i said earlier i with amagi brilliant park taking as much space as it does you can cut down on that space if you can limit yourself. I have problems with not. Uh, I have problems with, with with stepping away from a lot of the limited edition box sets. And I think if I did straight Blu-ray, regular Blu-ray discs, I would probably do a lot better with space. But um, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same realm as I was with with figures. And eventually, I got to the point where I'm like, I got to start focusing on just figures from companies that I really really love of characters that I really, really love and focus my remaining space on just those. And that's something I'm having to do now with, with home videos. I'm, I'm having to start go, okay, I don't want to buy this. If, if it's something that I seriously in 10 years, I want to watch again and not have to worry about if it's on Crunchyroll or Funimation or Netflix or whatever. And see, and that's, and that's, and that's what a lot, a lot of where I've go, I go to is I, I get, I save the space it's easier for me because Andrew Andrew does all the buying of the videos, so I don't have to worry about that so much. But I just say <laughs> because I don't have a great amount of money, so I don't have problems. There's that that issue too. But 
I just tend to focus on things that I absolutely feel like I really, really want to support slash I really want it. Like, like Tama. Like Tama. I was, I'm <laughs> a thinking lot Tama. Of, a lot of reservations <laughs> for a Tama. A Tama. And, and that, that, that's, that's the thing is I have to make sure that it, if I, if I'm, if, and I think that that falls into the category of the digital versus physical, a lot of it as well. And that's one of the things that I really, really wanted to, uh, make sure that it is clear on, on an aspect. If uh, and this, and this goes for any, any digital distributor, if, 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 if Crunchyroll's listening to us or if, if Funimation's listening to us, this is the thing. I, Always remember there is your collector audience. Collector audience is absolutely avid about things like your your um, your figures or your or your collector's edition. Yes, there is those who want the um, a cheap version of it. So give those people their cheap version. You, there is a I I do believe that there is a market for the save. Uh, uh, versions that um, that Funimation was it Funimation that was doing that the save versions yes I believe that there is a market for I that I think Sentai Filmworks does Sentai Selects um, yeah and if you can get the cheap uh, get it cheaply made and uh, maybe DVDs for you know five cents a pop get get a, get a gobs of them and just put them on the shelf and then when people want on demand they can get it the problem is always in the other side which is your collectors because they're so finicky and that i think is where a lot of the anime market in the west probably had its biggest problem people are so fickle um Unogasai was probably one of the biggest explosions of where the heck did that come from of all of them. And why does Yuno Gasai work? Because she is a an something that is special and unique to that particular show. But you're not going to have a Yuno Gasai in every show. And so you have that problem of um, how do you judge a show? I mean, who would have figured that Rory, uh, Rory Mercury or Rim would have worked in the grand scale of things? Up until you watch that show, you don't know. Or you may have an idea if you're somebody who's read the novel. You may know of Rim, and you know that Rim is pretty uh, is is a great waifu material. But you you can't expect every um, publisher. You can't expect Crunchyroll to go out of their way to read every manga before the show ever comes out. So how are they going to judge what show is going to make it? And a show may be separate from the novel and actually take off as a show. Like um, um, uh, Friends. Um, the Kimono Friends. Kimono Friends. They, they took off. Nobody would have expected it. The, the game didn't do very well. So, And yet that would have been a prime. You know, talk about striking while the the iron was hot if they had a a batch of figures out there on on all of these websites ready to go i bet you people would have snatched them up yeah i i think there is an element of uh the actual seiyu and the production the directors and stuff like that pulling off probably in some cases a character being more than what the original source material had it because i mean if you can think about yeah she probably had a re- she did have the really cool speech in the 
in the light novel, but Rem, the voice actress, and just the way they produced that. I mean, that scene was epic. I mean, a lot of the scenes in that show were just directed really phenomenally with the music and everything, just taking it one huge step further. Um, so, that, I mean, there is an element where I think that they, uh, they may not expect it because the studio did such a fantastic job with it. So, But I think there is an element of just the characters themselves selling the the physical goods to me. I mean, that's like uh, with Cabinary the Iron Fortress, having uh, that show just take off and gra- grab me like it did. It was probably a huge reason why I ended up buying it because of the characters within it that were so fantastic and um, kicking butt. So, yeah. I, I get my last little bit here I have, and I think it's going to be something that'll probably bleed into uh, the idea of uh, just collection in general, merchandise. Is the element of is is ownership really necessary anymore? I mean that that is really the question. We we talked a little bit, and I don't think we really dive too heavy into the idea of like iTunes buying uh, a silent voice. The the European release hit it uh, on iTunes, which I should have totally. Um, did that but anyways uh was looking forward to having on the na version did not uh did have not popped up yet but the idea of going on to itunes or we, we talked about the other day about um funimation selling uh dubcasts on amazon and uh St- steam doing sales of anime episodes you can buy these episodes of tv shows of anime to watch is is that element of is, is it the element of ownership really even necessary anymore? Because why would you go to Amazon or go to Steam to get these shows when you can go to Crunchyroll with a subscription and watch it there or go to Funimation and with a subscription watch it there? Or in a lot of cases with Crunchyroll and, and Funimation and all them, you can watch them for free <laughs> with a little bit of ads. Is there, there is a, I guess, a growing number of people anymore that it's like they don't care to have ownership of the stuff anymore. Right. They, and and I, I get because it, I think partly is because they just assume that it's always going to be there. Like they can go to they can go to Crunchyroll whenever they want and search Steins Gate Zero, and Steins Gate Zero is always going to be there. And they can they can watch that fifth episode again. I'm not saying that something happened in fifth episode, just that fifth episode. They would want to watch that particular one. Um, they want to watch what was it episode eighteen or whatever of of ReZero to watch the Rem uh, scene again because it was so impactful. So they either there's a group of people that just assume it's always going to be there, which we've kind of mentioned earlier is not going to be the case. Eventually, those licenses will expire. Right. Whenever they get these licenses for digital streaming rights, they get a period of time they can have it. That's what they're paying for. No Trust company. Me, I know about the licensing issue in a lot of these shows. <laughs> my shows have disappeared. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There, there've been a lot of cases where I'm like, oh, I want, I need an opening for the episode. I need to go grab the opening for this show, and I'm like. Holy crap! It's not on Crunchyroll anymore. I figured it would always be there. <laughs> no, I, I I caught myself in that in that regard. Uh, but yeah, they there's no company out there that's going to make something anymore because it, they it's happened in the past. Um, I think it was I Love Lucy was one of those big cases of a show that never had that limit of the the royalties. They never had to pay royalty fees back then, so they just keep showing it because they don't have to pay anybody. Hmm. And but now they don't really do that no more because. You can't keep it in syndication because they still have to keep paying these people, and they don't want to do that because they're not getting enough viewership to make it worth it. Uh, but anyways, that's that's <laughs> completely different. They, but that that could be the case there too. Is they don't want to, they can't give unlimited license to say ReZero to Crunchyroll because they technically have to pay the people back in Japan, and they can't do that if it keeps on. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's an element there. But 
the other people, I go way back here. My point I was making earlier, but the the idea of people that just don't do physical and they just do these these things, they either don't know that there is a limit to these licenses, or they just don't care. They're one watch. That's it, kind of people. And technically, we do that a lot. I mean, I can't think of really many here that I've actually watched more than once. <laughs> or I just, I, I, yeah, Tenchi's easy we've, one. We've uh, watched Evangelion. it quite a few times. <laughs> we, we've talked about the ones that we've watched over and over again on our on our podcast before. We have the Evangelion, the Tenchi, we've watched multiple times. But there's like, there's so many of these shows that it's like, I just watched it streaming and I like the show, so I bought it physically, and I've yet to and I've yet to go back and actually watch it. I, I think I watched uh, Yusubu just to see the the fixed parts of it. Um, uh, I think I watched quite a bit of Outbreak Company again. I mean, there's there's a few here and there that I, I watched through it again, but I have literally bought like collector's editions, and I have yet to even watch them again, even though I bought this box set that is really expensive. Just for the goodies inside it, but I've not actually watched the show again. But there's people out there that are like, why would I want to have physical ownership? And you're like, well, so you can watch it again later. And they're like, but I'll never watch it again. And and I'm like, and I can't argue with that because like I I don't watch my stuff over and over again because like, there's only so much time. But I, I I guess I'm waiting for the day that the internet dies and then I have all the time in the world to watch all this but, stuff. And and that's that's the funny thing is because there is an aspect of that that argument. I mean. There was a time that we did watch these shows over and over and over again. I mean, I we we don't anymore, mostly because of time. But there was a time where we would have just dumped it in there and watched it over and over and over again. Well, what that is. So is that? Does that mean that that aspect is gone? So we should shift over to digital or? Is it still a thing of, yeah, like Andrew was saying, the internet dies? Well, we all know that the internet's probably not going to die. So, but if it did, <laughs> does like that mean mass that chaos if it died? <laughs> mass cha- children, there's so many children that just would not know how to function without a browser. <laughs> I'm dating myself. These whippersnappers never make it. No, I mean, hey, there's... we were, we were, we were the ones who, who, the internet was born for us, so I, if anybody's not going to know what the internet is, it's us. But jeez, at the same time, we actually still remember a time before the internet. <laughs> but I, I think that your comments about how we used to watch things over and over again back in the day was, uh, again, in the same realm as our discussion about video games and the reason why we like that idea as well as having physical goods. It was back then you literally went to the store, you bought that one thing, and that was the one thing you had. Back in the day when I got Evangelion, that was literally what I had. Yeah, <laughs> you had to go out and buy a, a box, a, a a DVD that had two episodes on each DVD, and you went home and you watched those two episodes again and again. And then going, I'm a sick and hoping person. that you can get enough money to go back in and buy the next one that had literally two episodes in it, and you'd watch that one over and over again. These things literally had a couple episodes per disc, and that's what you waste all of your money on whereas today you literally turn on Crunchyroll and there's thousands of shows to watch so you never have a Crunchy drought Crunchyroll's come such a far away as well <laughs> there's never a drought of content and that's why we don't have times as that's really uh, a huger issue in general for people anymore is that there's so many things to consume that we never have time to sit still and just 
smell the roses to, to, to say the least is this idea that even though it sounds like it's some old fart saying it is technically something that even I can come to grips with even though I do have such a love for the internet and what it provides I can honestly like with what happened to us recently with our with our father was literally this moment of like you put down the thing and you're like holy crap this is now this is this is the now what am I doing? And that there's that realization moment of you're like, and I'm sitting here consuming this thing from this device over and over and going over again, day on and day out. You never have a time to go, well, I'm going to go ahead and watch that thing that I watched the other day again. No, there's something else I can, I can go watch. So there, that's the problem with this is that, yeah, I can hope for the day that the internet dies and then I'll finally watch it all. But you literally have to stop yourself away from the new. And again, that's that, that whole discussion we had with, uh, is anime dying is this idea of, you also have to add in the fact that there is literally 40-plus shows a season now. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, when those shows were out, there was like four shows to watch. Yeah. And you were literally streaming it on... There's nothing but pirate sites back then available. Um, and that was your that was your intake, was these few shows that had uh, uh, releasing going on. Like, I remember back in the day when Inuyasha was still airing, and I was, I was grabbing them each episode that came out on this one website that was devoted to nothing but subtitling Inuyasha. Um, but that was that was the consumption that I had. And that was literally one of the only shows I was watching because there was nothing really much available. So there is an element of just having so much available to you that you don't like Ghost Sick. I wanted to go watch Ghost Sick when it was losing its license, but I had all this other stuff that I wanted to watch. And that was an old show. <laughs> yep. So I'll wait for the moment that it's on Blu-ray and I'll finally buy it and then hopefully force ourselves to watch it. Because see, and I never, <laughs> and I never did get into. I I remember the uh, the pirate pirating in when I was di- digging into it, but I didn't get into. I hardly ever got into the um, the torrenting. I, that that wasn't something. That I I just I was perfectly happy to get your your list of uh, your big old binders of movies and just snag them and watch them on my own time the ones that i bit torrented <laughs> yeah you bit torrented i didn't the have ones to bit torrent i didn't have to bit torrent because uh, you already did that so but when i was into the the pirating oh my gosh i'm so was, sad that i got rid of that binder before. too it was i had that had cheeky angel in it yeah um Aww. i mean did you get into the the where you would have you would connect from hub to hub and and you would um, put yourself in a hub, and if you didn't have enough shared out on your hard drive, then you'd get kicked out of that hub, so you had to go to another hub and just hope that that hub had anime in it. Nope, I just downloaded the torrent and opened it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and hope they had seeds. That's now, all I did. That that probably really dated me. I mean, I, I don't and know. Again, that was back in the day when you done all that stuff. You can't even do that anymore because you would you would eat up your bandwidth if you had limited bandwidth like we do. You the only thing, the so only fast. thing that was probably before that would be the Napster stuff. There was a there was a there was a little section right after Napster and just before the the hub thing that I got into where you could actually download it was almost like Napster but you could download movies and stuff like that on it. I think Napster had Napster did have video in it. Did it? Okay, then it was Napster. Napster, Napster, did, did, Napster did video as well. It was like late in it but they they did it as well cuz I remember that they had movies and stuff in there as well. Um that's, that's yeah, the, the, the little hub thing was was peer-to-peer before BitTorrent became the peer-to-peer thing. <laughs> yeah. And now it's legal to BitTorrent because now all the ISPs do it. 
as a way to make your Netflix because they went, faster. oh man, this actually works. Let's do that. Let's just put it local. Let's put all your files local and just leech off each other, and that makes it a lot less for us to do. I guess I don't know. Um, I did we? F- Let me see if I got all this stuff here for for uh, ownership. But yeah, I mean, the the point really is the the concept of is if it is. Is the physical ownership even worth it anymore? And I would I would argue that for most people, it's probably not worth it. I mean, they, like I said, they're going to watch a show once and never watch it again. And I think if they ever had desire to see, you know, Aqua freaking out inside of a cage in the water clip, they can probably find it on YouTube. And I, I, I guess the, 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 the raw moments that you're like, I would really love to see that scene again. You're not, you're not really, most people aren't desired to go back and watch the entire 24 episodes, especially if it's a long running series to go back and watch an entire long running series, uh, because that's a huge investment for just a nostalgia trip. So for those people, the most of them are going to be like, I just want to watch that one clip again. I want to watch that one scene of Rem again, and I'm going to find it on YouTube because people will have that same thought process of wanting to have that little snippet on YouTube for everybody to watch and for them to gain uh, ad revenue from <laughs> subscribers. Uh, let me see here. Do you want to talk about licensing? Mm, and to what effect? I, I think licensing is probably one of the more interesting as- tidbits of this in, in the fact of it. Can we ever get to a point where licensing because i think that effectively our publishers really really need to rethink how they do licensing i think that more than anything is the one thing that has to be redone yeah i I actually did have a segment in this area for that so yeah i mean you can continue on and i can take it wherever i was going with it like as it stands right now what 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 generally happens is somebody buys a licensing of said product let's uh, what's another show that we can pick on since we've been doing ReZero and, uh, and and a lot of these other ones? Let's pick on Grimgar. Right now, Grimgar, the person who wrote Grimgar, he has the original ownership rights to it. Somebody else buys those owner, ownership rights to be able to distribute that said product. Then somebody else gets the rights to stream it and somebody else gets the rights to put it on blu-ray or whatever have you all these come from your production uh committee now your production committee has the is the one who is deciding who has the licensings to do what which was a record label by the way which is why the whole reason the show ever existed is just to broadcast that music apparently (laughs) and (laughs) no name this the reason why this is important to understand at least the licensing licensing aspect, because licensing is what says that Crunchyroll has the ability to put their, their shows and stream it over and over and over again. And then they, they make money off of it and then they send royalties back to the original publisher and the publisher gives it to whoever they decide that they want to give it to licensing the reason why i say licensing needs to be shifted around in some way shape or form mostly because yes i do think that we need some kind of a disruption right now we have we've we've already gone through a disruption because licensing licensing is not no longer done the way it used to be where you gave it gave the rights to a dvd uh 
producer and that DVD producer sold it to Walmart and Walmart uh, sold it to everybody else in the world. That's yeah, how I mean, it used to be done. The, yeah, the big issue, if you, if you remember, there's there was a lot of anime that were licensed by certain groups way back in the 90s that literally they still have them and they're in, they're in licensing hell. And that is that has been a huge issue. I mean, recently a lot of them are dropping off and a lot of other companies are picking them up. But that was a huge issue for the longest time where all these companies had these licenses for the longest time and the companies went under and either they didn't want to touch it because they were distributed a long time ago or they just, they just couldn't. They couldn't find the people that had them. And that, that becomes another issue all in itself, which would be a huge rabbit hole to get into is this idea of uh, finding the original licenses for like the music and the voice actors and all this stuff that is just difficult to find anymore that you can't get a lot of these older shows because they can't acquire those things. Right. Uh, I guess Sinful Gear is another case, but uh, I was thinking um, Macross is a nightmare for that stuff because there's right. so many uh, music uh, licenses they've had to deal with. But yeah, that huge issue, I mean, a prime example of uh, some of these licensing issues is Macross. I mean, that was a that's a huge uh, debacle there with the licensing. I do think that licensing is very important. I know you agree. It, the, the licensing protects the the makers of this stuff. Right. It is very important to have some sort of licensing aspect there, copyrights and stuff, to protect the original creators so they don't lose out on what they've cre- created. Well, but there is there is there. This is a very long line, like you mentioned. There is the creator of Grimgar and Fantasy Nash. There is the publisher that owns the right of distributing that, and then probably gave that off to. Uh, the production committee that had again the record labels and stuff that were paying to have it turn into an anime and they want to make money off that anime and then you have the uh the distribution of that through japan then you have over here crunch or funimation licensing and to bring it over here so they can distribute it here and then you have people uh what was it uh seven c's they go off and they say we want the original source material let's get that that light novel over here let's start distributing that here so there's all these people that are grabbing these licenses but there is an element of, and I think you were eventually getting in there, and that's what I have in here, is this idea of, can we get to a point where we don't know how, no longer have to worry about, what if Funimation goes under? Then what's where's the license going to go? Are we ever going to see it streamed here anymore? Can I ever buy it physically again? What happens to uh, Seven Seas? Am I ever going to get the last 10 volumes of the light novel? Because they literally stop. They're no longer p- publishing anymore. Uh the, the the centralizing that you were talking about as well is this idea of I have to worry about it. what if Crunchyroll goes under tomorrow. Right. Hopefully, High Dive steps it up and grabs all this stuff, but there's going to be all those licenses that are just going to scatter like and be untouchable for the longest time. They're going to be behind this fence, and uh, High Dive is going to be like, "Can I take those?" <laughs> and they're going to like, "No, I, I'll eat that. No, you can't have it." And and th- it, we're going to be going back to pirate sites and BitTorrent. Yeah. That, that, that's the biggest the biggest thing that, that that's one of my biggest concerns. My, my, one of the things that, that I do see right now is we have a very, very antiqu- antiquated way of doing the, the system. The system is based on a old record label system. It's, it's, it's like 150 years old and Japan we 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 showed it to Japan Japan's like oh that's a brilliant idea let's do it here and and so they started doing it now we have the internet which is pretty much up upended the entire thing 
Nothing can be done the way it used to be done. Yet we're still trying to use the old hammer to force these these screws into these square pegs. And, and it's not working because nothing is the way it used to be. And so we're, we're trying to do that and it's not working. That's what we were trying to say to um, the, the crypto anime guy. Remember that there is different aspects of this entire fandom that you have to take into consideration. Yes, going to digital, a lot of people will jump on board, but there is the aspect of what you have here is a hardcore fandom. And this fandom, the ones that you really, really need to point to is the ones that are the absolute hardcore. They're the ones who are going to support you year from year to year. They're the ones who are the backbone of this entire system. Me and Andrew are kind of the, and, and I say that knowing in, in the aspect of us being the hardcore otaku type that are the backbone of this system. Your, your people who, the fair weather guys that come in and then they're out in, in a few years, they're not the ones that are keeping this thing float. We are the ones that are you. You're coming back to every year. We're always here. The in in five years, we're still going to be in anime. Will we be as hardcore as we are now? No, but we'll still be in anime. That's we're the ones that you you're always going to want to to target. And and that's the thing you have to remember. And what do we do? We go for the physical gear. We want the figures. We want the the collector's items. And when we say that's the show that you want to, when we say ReZero is the show that you want to pay attention to, there's a reason why we say ReZero is the show you want to pay attention to. When we say that, um, I, I don't know, uh, what's a what's a mess show this season? A mess show this season? A mess show this season. Grim, when when we when we were pointing out Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, there was a reason why we were pointing out Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. We 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 seen something special in those shows, and when we point out that a show is not quite as big, not that there's not a reason for that show to be in existence. It's more that it that show is probably not going to capture the essence of what otaku love as uh, uh, ReZero or Grimgar of Fantasy in Ash or or some of your other shows that just they just grab that essence. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean taking a step back to the the concept of uh the antiquated system, I do I do appreciate the fact that uh anime was one of the first ones that kind of pushed this idea of doing full digital uh uh video on demand as concept of not having to literally have Crunchyroll TV where you go on there and have to wait till eight o'clock before, you know, they, they broadcast Darling in the Franks. And literally if you're not on the stream by eight o'clock, you're going to miss the first part of it. Like the olden days of having to set up a VHS or something like that, just to record it beforehand. Um, moving away from like the old antiquity and, and, Technically, Amazon Strike tried to do that again. They were trying to pull people back into this HBO type deal where you're having to buy premium channels and junk uh, within the, the the network itself. And I, I I do appreciate that we have moved away from a lot of the antiquated systems and into this idea of video on demand. But yeah, I do agree that they still have this antiquated system of the licensing. But I still don't see 
the problem is is the the difficulties of moving away from that. I can I can kind of see it is going to be difficult for these companies to be able to say, um, without going to something like a cryptocurrency that is outside the bounds of currencies, is you can't really have. I guess you technically could, but there's probably going to be some sort of legal legalities there that will prevent it from happening. But what is to say that Japan can't have A1 Pictures can't have? Here is this show. Uh, or here's Darling in the Franks. So you want to watch the next episode, pay blah, blah, Japanese yen through PayPal, and it'll do the conversion for you. And there you go. There's Darling in the Franks. The next episode's available direct from A1 Pictures to you. That is something that would be absolutely fantastic, but can we eventually get there? Can can you expect that all of these studios can eventually get to the point, and Disney technically tried to do it. A lot of... Uh, a lot of the TV uh, companies over here, the, the studios and, and stations are trying to right now pull. I mean, that's why Netflix is making their own original stuff is because all these companies are pulling their stuff from them and saying, Dude, we'll, we'll do that. We want to do that now. We want to make that money. So they're all Disney made his own little uh, uh, st- project where they're now wanting to, to distribute that stuff themselves. And I would hope that eventually we can see that happening throughout the world that way we don't have to worry again about Crunchyroll servers being messed up but technically we're gonna then gonna have to worry about can a1 pictures make a viable streaming service that we can buy directly from them and cut out the licensing issues but even then it continues on that you 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 can say that sounds great but at the same time then you have to worry about not only can their servers handle it and can they pull that off can they manage accounts? Can they manage uh, currencies? Can they manage uh, uh, what you've purchased and your purchase history? But what happens when A1 Pictures goes under? You just bought all that stuff and you no longer can get them anymore because they were the one distributing it directly to you. But again, I can uh, say that technically when they go under that Crunchy won't be, won't be able to hold the licenses for very long because the, li- the licensee holder is now under and they can't re-up the license. Licensing and the idea of ownership and the idea of always having these things available to us is just always going to be an issue. And that's that's the number one issue of being able to get any of these. Like uh, we always bring up the idea of a cheeky angel, angel not being uh, released over here. There's probably because it doesn't exist. Like there's probably an owner that is gone that they can't get a hold of anymore, and thus they can't get all the ownership rights to be able to pull it over here. This is something that happens with so many shows that they want to bring over. I I remember a lot of interviews with people like uh, Sean Kleckner from Right Stuff talking about, uh, I think he talked about here recently about um, that Doctor One monster. There's like these, these issues that are there that he says is making it pretty much impossible. And I can see it either being because it's a stubborn license holder or they can't find some documentation or something that would allow them to have. Well, that's how Skip Beat was. The 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 fact that it was it was one of those that they would not bring it over to America unless it was um, dubbed. Why? I don't know. Somebody convinced them that they they, they had to dub it to for it to be worth anything. And that's a fascinating. That's a fascinating. It, and and it is. It it it's one of those frustrating things. It's like how many of those shows did we end up missing out on because of some silly little rule like that? And, and that was our immediate thought when we heard that was like, I wonder how often this is like how often this has happened because 
dubbing isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to dub something that is old is a huge gamble. Yeah. We hate Funimation for doing that with Escaflone, but technically that was in their minds probably was like, we're going to dub this entire huge thing. Is it going to sell as well as we think it is? People loved it back in the day, but like we mentioned, there's this cycle of anime viewers. A lot of people don't even know what Escaflone is. Right. They heard people say that it's the golden age of anime, but are they going to buy it golden age of anime? There's the question. And it, it, it's it's one of those things. And and I, even when I say when I say that uh, that that licensing is antiquated, I I I I don't have a solution to the problem. I right about about I the, I, I wish I did. I I really do wish I did. Uh, I I I just know that there is a problem here. And and the internet versus uh, licensing is not they're not they're not compatible for some whatever reason. Um, it is one of the huge. Uh, excuses for people to pirate is yeah. because you don't know who has it. You don't know how long they're going to have it. They mm-hmm. don't have it, so I got it from here. Exactly. Uh, the the Dragon Flight one that's going on right now with Netflix. No, the, most people that are in the know don't even know where it's at, but they see videos of people saying it's a great show, so they're like, where'd I find it? Oh, well, I'll find it over here because licensing issues. Right. And, and, and I, I, my, about my only solution to it, and, and I say, um, decentralization only vaguely because i do think that having everything in one location is probably very crucial you you want there there has to be a convenience in in this entire aspect um and i do believe that i think that everything is flipped on its flipped on in it you need i think that what you really want is what the internet did was it effectively made it from us getting something from multiple uh, uh, stores. We we went to a, multiple stores and those stores got everything from centralized locations. Now it seems to be flipped on in to where now you have a gateway person. So I'm I'm gonna say Crunchyroll just for the ease of saying Crunchyroll. They're they're selling access to us to the publishers. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be flipped on in. So we, the licenses need to be from us, not necessarily from the 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 show itself. Does that make sense? That's the only thing I can think of as a way of of changing the dynamic of how this entire system is working because we. <laughs> Instead of us purchasing, instead of us purchasing access to that show, the show needs to be purchasing access to us, and that's the only way I can see it working in the future. I I, I follow the same route as I don't like the idea of a centralized location for all this stuff, and, and this, partly of what I'm going to say here is going to apply to what we're going to talk about next, but because. Th- I don't like the idea of it because it relies too much on a company that has nothing to do with the original creator. There's nothing more infuriating than the idea of stuff like the Gamergate joke with Prison School, the idea of what was said on a lot of the the translations for either the dub or sub with all these companies. You're relying on them to translate for this other company. And granted, they do have an approval process. Sometimes this approval process might completely be... They might be approving them when they don't understand what they're technically saying. Like, it, again, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but with, like, for a good example, the prison school thing with 
with the Gamergate joke was to say that the the creators didn't even know what the heck that joke was. And so they're like, yeah, go ahead and go with it. I don't know. They're in a they're in a they're in an arcade, so obviously this Gamergate thing might just be a really a goofy joke. Uh we'll, we'll go with it because it doesn't sound like it's too appalling. It's a course technically a crude show so i don't know why they would be appalled by anything or be restricting appalling things but anyways it's an example of of us putting a lot of trust into these second parties to give us the content from the first party and you're relying on them to do that properly you're relying on them having it for when you want to watch it and and then eventually them not having it and then what you're supposed to do at that point you're going to hope for somebody else to pick it up or them to pick it up again so I do love the idea of decentralizing, not having to rely on these companies, but at the same time, I don't think there's ever going to be an, an infrastructure where we can rely on A1 Pictures and all these other companies. Can you imagine with how much people get upset at the idea of having Amazon Strike and having Crunchyroll and High Dive and Funimation all at the same time to then now have to get a subscription with A1 Pictures, a subscription with uh, that, and uh, Kobo and... and um, uh, all these other studios just to be able to consume all these things. My only way that I can see of of making it to where you can decentralize it, remove Crunchyroll and all these other companies from no, no, having no, no, to be okay. limited. Let me finish my point. Uh, is to have a way that you can pull the pull the show into yourself and keep it. So you buy it, it pulls it to you, and the only way I can see that is in a future. Where, again, we'll get into more of this later, is this idea of everybody having a digital pocket. And I think we'll eventually get there when we when the idea of digital ownership becomes more popular and apps and stuff that you have to have across multiple platforms that will be probably decentralized to, from your devices to multiple items like, you know, goggles and glasses, digital glasses or, or watches and I think in the future, everybody in a probably first world country will have a digital pocket where they can put all their stuff in, and it's endless. It's an endless pocket that you can put apps in, you can put uh, pictures in, you can put files in, and it is always physically on you. And that would be a point where we can probably have where you buy a, an episode of Darling the Franks, and it goes in that digital pocket forever because you bought it digitally and it's now yours. And they can go and they can disappear and never be exist again. But you can still search for that episode of Donnie and the Franks, pop it up on your, your eyeglasses and watch the show then and there. I think that will be the only point which you will have a point where you can move away from a company besides the original creator providing that stuff to you at a limited time. Uh, when, when, when I say, uh, when I say uh, decentralizing, I, I use Crunchyroll as kind of a... a, 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 mm-hmm. a Think of it this way. Facebook, it, the reason why Facebook is having problems right now is mostly because of the fact that what they were doing was they were selling um, information on us. We became... They've been what, doing that since the modem right, was created. Right, right. I, 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 I don't know why that's surprising to people. <laughs> I, what, 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 I th- what, what I find fascinating about that entire thing is they were doing exactly what I was saying. They flipped the entire the entire system on its end. Instead of selling the object to the person, they were selling the person to the object. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. That's the only time that I can see the entire anime industry changing and 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 getting away from this antiquated system is flipping the entire system on it on its end. How that works, I don't know. All I know is that instead of us going to 
the publisher and saying, sell me your product. We need somebody like I, I say Crunchyroll because they're the ones that are kind of the biggest of this entire uh, sphere right now. They say they go to these companies and say, look, I have these customers. I will sell access to those customers to you. All of your products, you will have access to these customers. Change the way the system works. Not Now, I'm not saying do that without the customer's permission. Otherwise, you'll end up in Facebook's problem. But change the way the system works. I do like the idea, and I, I guess where you're going with this is the idea of, okay, so if, if um, I were to, rather than them going, okay, give us GoSick, and then we're going to buy this license to GoSick, and then we're going to charge this person to be able to view that license, basically. Right. Instead, you would say the customer would then be able to, instead, be able to buy the license through Crunchyroll. But the problem that comes there is that you're forcing Crunchyroll to continue. My problem is who who... Who spends the server power is the problem. It, well, that, that's what it always comes down to. Who has the server? It's always going to come down to who has a server. Well, when, it, when it goes to directly to the studios, does the studio's servers continue to be on? That's my idea the, of the idea of the pocket. That's the only way I can see it ever working. Is no, if no, you fiz- no. If I, you have I, a I, digital I, pocket that you put it into and you never have to worry about anybody ever again. I, I absolutely love your your pocket idea because that, that, that makes my, my system like, Perfect. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I want it so bad. I want a digital pocket. I, but, but all my manga what, that I what, buy, for, like my Kindle is full of tons of manga that I've bought. I, I bought all of uh, Aditochika. I, I always say their name wrong. The people that did Noragami. Uh, their entire um, Alive series. I bought the entire thing because it's on sale and I have yet to read it all. But it's on my Kindle. What if Kindle loses that? I would love to have this digital pocket where that stuff's in there. I don't have to worry about what Kindle does. I have it in my digital pocket forever. It's like mm-hmm. my little it's my little well, see, link see, pocket. See what I can do, what I can do with your pocket is I I now, if I have access to your pocket, I can say That's really inappropriate by the way. I I now, can is, go, is this a pocket that that like is hanging out from the bottom? Yeah, of it, it's shorts? one of those pockets. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 the, the ones there. that irritate the crap out of me. I can go. I can go to said company, and I I can say, look, I have customers who like the type of stuff that you like. You give me money, and I will give you access to that customer. See. And then what they do is they use that as a way to sell products to you. What products? They want to sell physical goods to you. You are already a prime target. You are a lead. Okay. If I can get you to like this show, you are more likely to buy the products that I sell or the merchandise that I sell from this, this show. See, that's what I'm saying. The entire system, if you can flip the entire system on its head change the the dynamic between this the 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 end user and the publisher change that dynamic you can actually fix 99 percent of the problems that i see on on the system right now but i guess that's that's technically something they're trying to do with with uh uh crypto services like uh that was something they kind of spoke about an older project they had which Japan apparently is is jumping in on is this idea of the uh, the BitLocker and Bitcoin or whatever uh, cryptocurrencies them using that kind of technology to make this uh, digital 
licensing that would always belong to you no matter where you went or what platform you were on. But it's like it always comes down to, but what platforms are going to support this? Is it only on a PC? Then that's not going to really work unless you start having huge adoptions on uh, phones and mobile devices. Because I, I, like, as much as I say this digital pocket idea is a fantastic idea and I would love to be the one that makes that happen and make billions of dollars from it, but it is always going to rely on adoption. You're going to have to have every platform adopt it. You're going to have to have every platform that adopts it be able to uh, have a player to play that video. It's Or it's going to have to be self-sustained, a self-sustained video that you can pull from that digital pocket and open from any device it, it's 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 a fascinating idea, but at the same time, it's like the the adoption of it and the scale in which it would have to rely on it would it, re, it would rely on servers larger than what they have at Google. Like you, literally, everybody would have to have terabytes upon terabytes for each one of these pockets for every single person on in a first world country. Again, I would I would assume it's never going to be anywhere outside of a first world country with an idea like that. But uh, and having the 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 tools and peripherals that you wouldn't want to use it with. Um, but it's just, it would be, it is the ideal world. And I think that that's something we'll eventually get into with in the future, but yeah, it would be an S class country. Is that a, Hunter it's games higher than it's higher. It's high, no, 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 game, no, that would be, uh, that would be, that would be S plus or something like that. You know, before, before the fall, that would be S plus because everything's right, is that still perfect. a Hunger game reference. No, what would we reference? I don't even know why Hunger Games. I don't know. I, 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 I'm thinking. I was of, saying. Of, you said. Of, of you said stages. Of, you said first world country. I, I was saying that we're in the next level of world country. You can't. Oh, you you're, can't. Just, you're just making up. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were like referencing some sort of weird uh, hierarchy of of. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Within some book, I I was making reference to you know A, F, A, B, you know, and then S, and then S S, and then S S S. It's inappropriate to call some random country an F country. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm probably a horrible person. Like I said, it kind of it kind of uh, jumps into our next topic here, and we can probably jump back if we if we have any kind of uh, remembrance or something that pulls off from this one, but. My second set of information or bullets here is really to get from home video distribution or anime video TV shows, ONAs, to the concept of merchandise in general, uh, which is going to be basically the same points, but probably taken from a slightly different perspective, partly to do with what I was talking about earlier with the uh, the bit lockers and stuff like that um, concept. But the the concept of physical merchandise so that means art books um lithographs um prints figures uh all these things that we we collect that have something to do with the show that we have that that character that you really love from a certain show as a figure or the artwork from a shaft show now in an art book which i totally want those monogatari art books still like i've forgotten about that now i'm depressed again Anyways, all this great stuff that we collect that has something to do with, with the anime that we love so much. Um, and that's something that's going to be in the same realm is is in the future, are we going to get to a point where we no longer desire to have a physical version of it? Uh, granted, the idea of in the otaku culture in the West, the idea of figures and stuff, I still think is still pretty uh, rare. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that the 
the amount of ownership of figures versus the amount of anime fans in America, I think, is a very minute ratio. I think I am a hugely or a very, very rare case of a of an anime fan that I have so many of these figures. One, because not everybody has disposable income for figures. Two, because not everybody wants to have a Beldandi on a uh, a rocket that looks like something else <laughs> on their shelf because they're afraid what people will think of it. Uh, because it is literally a huge shout of this is what I am. And a lot of people are either closet otaku, don't have the disposable income for it, or don't have the space for it. A lot of people have apartments and stuff. They don't have room to put a bunch of figures that take a bunch of space. Um, but at the same time, I think in this realm... If you are a merchandise collector, you're less inclined to the idea of even having a digital version of it because if you were never inclined to have a physical version of it, why would you ever want a digital version of it? But I think it is still something in its infancy, but I do believe that there are signs that this is something that is going to be a thing eventually. I think it was something that originally started happening in my first knowledge of it existing would probably be in the realm of uh mmos back in the day like uh everquest was doing it technically ultima online did it back in the day mmos i think was the earlier case where i remember where people were buying digital goods that were digital in a game that you literally could not hold in your hand your character had a shiny piece of gold armor and you literally could not even take it away from that game. Those are absolutely was, the worst. Look, I, I, I hate them. <laughs> they look terrible. But that was the early cases of it. And that moved into console games, started doing it, DLC. Uh, I, slightly before then, it started happening in mobile devices with mobile games. Um, you started being able to buy stuff on mobile platforms. And this was a case where we had people literally spending their hard-earned money for something that they physically could not have. But it wasn't a video that they were watching. It was literally a digital something. A digital something they looked at. And of course that is blown off into now these days where you have literally I'm talking about spending money to try to roll for a, a character on Fate Grand Order. Or I'm thinking about you know a summer event where I'm going to have a bunch of summer outfits for Fate Grand Order characters and I'm going to want to spend money to literally try to get a, a JPEG on a phone <laughs> that you can interact with. So that is something that's happening. And it's something that I'm kind of curious as to, and of course in this discussion is, do you think that's something that we will see going forward? Do you see the day that we will have nothing but artwork or art books distributed on digital format that you pay for to have access to? Or a figure that you would rotate on your phone pay to have a figure on your phone to rotate <laughs> i think that the second that they can figure out a way to combine an actual and this is this is me thinking into a a, a place kind of like what crypto anime is is saying that they're going to be um yeah, for, those, for those who remember, like I kind of mentioned earlier, crypto anime, which is, like I said, what spurred this part of the discussion, um, they're currently right now in their early stages of their project is they're wanting to sell artwork from art artists in Japan, st studio artists that are making anime. They're basically having them make this artwork, and then you can now buy 
that artwork for yourself. It's yours. It's uniquely your artwork that you will then have within their within the setup of this blockchain and and cryptocurrency. But even then, the but, issue that I was running to in my mind was like, you have to sell this to people because literally you're saying if I go to this site and I buy this artwork, you're saying that it is mine, but technically somebody can go to this site right now, take a screenshot of that artwork, and they have it in their possession. But of course, that is then the case where we get into what we'll get, I'll probably get into eventually is the idea of weight that you have to put on this stuff to make it weighted to the point that it is worth something to people. My, my, my thinking to get around the entire thing is I, I think back to building a community out of this place, whatever it is. And, making making there there used to be this online forum back in the day that i was on and i i i I couldn't for the life of you tell or for the life of me tell you what the name of that place was but i remember having your little avatar and you the longer you were on their website and you dinked around with their little online games you could get points and the points you could buy avatar goodies and that that's just like the the this idea and then i go into the mmo aspect and i think that man could could you just imagine marrying the two of having this kind of anime-ish place and goofing off on your your little mmo go into your your house up in there and in your house you have a little video and you could click on the video and watch your movie right then and there this is this is where I think would be the perfect marrying of all of these things of having an in in game currency. You could purchase more of your in game currency. Then you you have your 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 cryptocurrency right there. You have access to it. Boom! You have it. You can you can purchase little uh, otaku uh, gear. You can you can have special limited edition. Um, outfits just for your character that you can only buy through by supporting uh the uh cryptocurrency then you could go and and go into a special little uh shop or you could even have online auctions right there in the mmo this mmo can have online auctions for said artworks and it, it can either be from the crypto anime place, or it can be from us uh, selling those artworks back and forth. The, all this stuff, this stuff can be right there in, in involved in this game, or we can goof off and go into a labyrinth that, which is themed after um, uh, uh, Don Machi. Why not? I mean, I don't see why not. I, as long as, as long as everything, <sighs> As long as you keep everything within this little community and build that community up, there's no limits to where this can go. I mean, you literally have everything that you want. Um, what was that game that we used to play um, that got taken over by the the um, the Chinese farmers? Every play uh, Ragnarok online. Ragnarok on- online, and I I, I say. I say that uh, loosely, knowing that that's where they tended to be from, and they, that's what they were termed as. I, I don't don't mean to sound mean. Um, th- just the the fact that 
that that's that game in itself was absolute candy for anime uh the anime fandom it, and and we ate it up we loved it but it was also one of those that it didn't really go much farther than where it was could you imagine if 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 you took that game and added all these these aspects that 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 I I was talking about have yourself a a little community of folks that that are all sitting there geeking out on one show and maybe you have to have a um have access have already purchased access to it but you get to watch it together with your friends i, I think the idea of of purchasing purchasing digital goods is really going to rely on the platform that it is on because you have to build you have to build a platform the reason why i buy into gotcha on fake grand orders because i play that game i have friends on there we share each other's units so yeah there's an element of there of wanting to have that so that i can show them i can put it on my list and it's kind of a bragging right thing that was that was what it was with mmos you were in this ecosystem that you were playing together and then you wanted to kind of show off that you got that ethereal mount because you paid this much money but you still you had it and you were riding it around everybody was jealous of you so there's element of you have to be able to to either enjoy it in some way shape or form that's how dlc works in games is you're enjoying it in some way it's giving you extra content or you have to have some type of system where you're able to share that you have that it's it's a bragging rights it's a it's an enjoyment it's a trophy that you can kind of show off I don't think there is ever going to be an element of if I buy this artwork here, it's in my cubby here that literally is I open it up and I can see it and that's it. What's what good is that? Even even when I buy artwork, I buy these lithographs for like Angel Beats and Clonad, it's up on my wall. I'm able to show it to other people. It is something that I can look at and see, not that I have to open up an app to see it on my phone and nobody else can see it. So there has to be a way of showing it and and appreciating it in a brighter broader sense than just it's in my uh they, they use metamask it's in my metamask so i can see it there that doesn't do me any good it's it, you have to have some sort of ecosystem that you can then blossom from yeah i i think i think in a sense for like anime um a good platform is something like again uh crunchyroll or netflix where they have this kind of community that they can kind of develop on their platform that people can kind of either watch these shows together or whatever and at the same time you can have yeah avatars on the side or cards or have a system where you can battle each other or uh like a card uh, the thing that we kind of uh, talked a, a bit about is the idea of a card game um that is something that is huge especially in japan is these idea of these cross-platform card games uh why schwartz is a huge one I think Wise Schwartz would probably be – I don't know why they're not doing it already. They could easily uh, meld in or mar- marry in with something like uh, Netflix, Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive and have their their system that they have already built around all these characters and from all these different shows and then marry into the idea of a website where you not only watch anime but you talk to people. You have a forum, a community, a chat system. Uh, and then having a, yeah, you chat so many times or you pay a little money and you get a card for, you're watching uh, a show uh, this season. You're watching Darling the Franks. And you're like, I really love Zero Two. Oh, by the way, over on the right side, it says roll to see if you can get her card today. And you roll and you pay a certain amount. It comes out of your subscription. You roll and then you get Zero Two. And then you can, 
You can find the other person that has Ichigo and fight Ichigo because you hate her so much or vice versa. So <laughs> there is an element of there that you could build this car system, battle system around the idea of the show. Uh, and then go from there from the cards to other things like, say, uh, digital trophies like um, uh, Smash Bros had the whole trophy thing. Um, uh, Resident Evil did it as well. This whole idea that when you did achievements and whatever, you got these little trophies and the trophies you can rotate around. It was stupid at the time. But if you think about that in the sense of anime, you could have, yeah, Ajin comes out and you can get a 3D rendering of uh, one of the Ajins and you can you can rotate them around and look at them and see the detail that they put in this rendering of this Ajin stuff like that it can be a digital ownership of something uh, yeah access to art books they can say hey we have all this artwork that's from the creator and it's in this this lock thing on the site that you can pay for and get access to and yeah sure enough it has a whole bunch of cool early sketches of the show that you're currently watching I, I, it, it all really depends on if you can create a platform for it that everybody can kind of socialize, um, you can have your bragging rights. You can you can play with other people. You can build up your decks. You can build up your collections, and it's all kind of there. But again, it's going to completely rely on licenses. It's going to rely on the platform that is is. And then we go right back to the discussion earlier about <laughs> decentralization. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it's it's relying on a distributor that would have this platform for everything. Which is why Andrew wants his digital pocket. Then I can just put it all in that digital pocket, just like Link does. And and, and it's as simple as 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 figuring out how to monetize this. I think that monetizing is generally just having is selling access to the customer. But I mean, that literally, you, you're you're. How do you? I I think it'll be an easier sell to sell access to the customer rather than to ask the customer for um, a subscription. I, I think the subscription model, while it may work to a certain degree, there's always going to be the people who don't want to, who want, who want to do the same things that the, the, the other people are doing, but they want to do it for free. And they're not, they're not so bothered by ads or something like that. And you can curtail, and this this is the, th- the 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 biggest thing that you can get out of this, if anything, is having access to those customers is is valuable to certain people. Figure out who the the access to the A one pictures is probably one of your prime people. I mean, or companies they want access to the uh, companies like um, Faku or. Um, uh, or write stuff or um, J list companies like that they want access to these customers and if you can build the biggest the biggest forum that brings the most anime people together um, that's I think what Crunchyroll doesn't seem to realize that they have right there in their own hands they have the biggest um, forum of anime users out there they can sell that to somebody that is that is the thing that whatever company does figures out how to flip this entire thing on in they will and they can build that infrastructure they will have the biggest power base right there i think it's 
I think it's exciting and it could happen and but at the same time it can totally go wrong is the idea of having kind of well why can't Crunchyroll get with Anaplex, get with A1 not Anaplex, A1 Pictures, get with all these studios, get with um yeah, I guess get with the the local providers here as well as the, the licenses here cuz they're going to have to do that in order to get the licenses. But all these companies kind of get together on in some boardroom and just say Let's create Anime Land. That is, it is going to be on every platform. You can have it on computer. You can have it on your your phone. You can have it on your PS4, whatever. When you go to this Anime Land, I'm just giving it a stupid title just to make it easier. Um, that is your central hub for everything anime. You can have uh, live stream or even VR to uh, different uh, uh, conventions. You can have access to. Uh, marketplaces that have literally everything you can get you can get figures that are anaplex um, um, a1 uh, yeah anaplex uh, exclusive figures you can get uh, all of your video distributions you can buy all the DVDs and blu-rays that you want from any company across the world you can uh, stream any show that you want that's from any of these providers and it's just a hub that everything is located at you don't have to search for anything. You have chat rooms. You have you have forums. You have uh, voice chat. You have VR chat. You can even bring in VR chat and have them, you know, all these models for different characters. It is your central hub for buying anything you want, viewing anything you want, having digital versions of of merchandise, all this stuff within this one hub. And there's so much power in that because one, it gets all these content creator stuff to your eyeballs or your hands that you can then access and buy on the spot. But it also kind of gets them all involved to the point where you can then have them all be equally part of building an infrastructure for this to be on. They can all be a part of this, which like I said, the the fear is that you then have a committee that can then screw it up really badly, but you also have a a, a committee that is all kind of invested and they can all kind of be a part of that. As long as there's like, you know, they have to put rules in play to keep everybody equally and and as a part of it so nobody can control it. But in my little fantasy land in my head, Anime Land would be amazing because it would be that central location. And just remember, it was my idea. Yeah, so give us credit. (laughs) And Digital Pockets. And Digital Pockets. (laughs) It'll all be ran from Andrew's Digital Pockets. You'll have Digital Pockets uh, in this Anime Land. Um... As long as he doesn't put them outside of the in the short shorts, yes, we'll be all right. Which show had that recently? I pointed out it was so funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's your short shorts with the pockets hanging out. Oh no! I was trying to ignore it. Uh, I, no, I, I, now that I know, I'm going to point out every time that happens. So you're in trouble. Yep. So do you think there's the? Do you think we're facing the death of the of the physical collector? Do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's here yet? As far as shows are concerned, yes. Do you think for actual Blu-rays and DVDs is what you're talking Blu-rays, about? Blu-rays, DVDs, games, all that stuff, I think it's all dead. I I, I think that the death nail is not quite hit. It, it's not, it, it, the, the final blow is not hit. I think the final blow will be when Digital Pocket comes out. When <laughs> my Digital Pocket makes it. You're, okay. um, and, 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 there, and there's a reason why I say that. It, the... My one of the things that I had pointed out was I was absolutely blown away that we went to Blu-ray instead of um, 
uh, flash drive f- flash drives flash memory M- mostly because flash drives were the to me the next logical step for uh going to a a more a faster uh more expandability in the in the future it just it just seemed like the thing that that would be next in line it it just made sense to the me. best is never next though that's exactly the, we, we've, seen that the, we've seen that in the past <laughs> exactly i i, I should have learned that with the monitor thing it just it well they never... were claiming that with h with hd dvd and yeah. and and blu-ray that that hd dvd was a better option but the blu-ray made it so yeah, and so I think yeah. usually whatever porn goes to usually, up, usually <laughs> ends up being uh, accepted. But the problem that was with with flash drive was, and I knew back then it was the case, is that as much as I wanted it, it was more expensive. You ha- it, to make one of those little chips is more expensive than a Blu-ray disc. Which, but at the same time, eventually it will, it should have offset at some point. So. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, but in in the mass production of things, Blu-ray was going to destroy it, no matter how you look mm-hmm. at it. Um, and maybe next time around it'll it'll kick over. I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm still dumbfounded that it's not. Oh, it I, I love the idea. Over. It's like it's like when when the switch, switch came out. It was like I love this idea of I open this case and there's this little chip in it. And I'm like literally this big old games in this little chip. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have all my yeah. You would you wouldn't have a problem with oh they encrypted it or the 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 way that they um they made the oh my gosh I can't think of this stupid term for uh. Digital rights. No, how they how they encoding the way mm-hmm. they do the coding and stuff like that. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about uh, the blur lines and stuff like that because they didn't do it properly or that they did it too much that you can see you know black clouding or whatever uh, artifacts and stuff like that. Because literally they could they could put the raw file onto this this little chip and boom there you go. Well, granted, technically then you're going to require it to be. 125 gigs or whatever, 28 gigs on a flash drive, and that makes it more expensive, and thus they're not going to ever do that unless it's something that is controlled in its distribution. Like, And it, it can even be more controlled in distribution than, say, you don't have to worry about pressing a whole bunch of Blu-ray discs because you're just literally putting on the disc and you're selling it. Um, but then, yeah, DRM comes into play and stuff like that, which is probably more difficult to work out. But hey, people rip off Blu-rays all the time. It's not going to stop it. Stop acting like you're going to stop it. <laughs> um... My answer to the question, though, is really um, it goes back and forth. It's constantly back and forth. I think there's there's constantly this kind of pull away from uh, of the collectors and a resurgence of the collectors. A lot of it has to do with the market and how things are going with the world and the economy. Um, some of it's really a case of just a resurgence of licenses and certain licenses, uh, hype that they can create around these ideas. Uh, I, I think. Um, we see that a lot with with people like uh, Sean Kleckner. I think a lot of his interviews, I get a lot of that information from. There's a lot of cases where they're talking about, hey, we're selling more than we've ever sold before. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with how they're doing it, how they're how they're doing their sales and stuff like that is definitely a huge part of it. It's something that's gotten me into it for for sure. Um, but there's there's a lot of signs that there's a dying, but there's a lot of signs that it's it's, it's increasing and getting bigger. Uh, a lot of cases of like uh, Aniplex, how how they have purchased certain licenses. So it's obviously they're doing good. Um, there was fear in things like Amazon, but that that's really digital distribution. So that's not really a case. But it seems like a, in a lot of cases there's there's a there's a surge of a lot of things. And I think th- merchandise itself outside of home, I think merchandise is probably the only one that I would probably question. But that's probably because I don't have 
a solid way of really measuring it. I don't know that, of any people that have measured it and talked about it in interviews. So, but that's an, really a case of there's little issue there because if you're an anime fan doing merchandise collecting, there's tons of it in Japan. It is doing well, and you can import any of it these days. So, and that and that's what I was getting ready to say is as far as as far as the games and the the movies, I that's dead. But physical uh, actual merchandise, I don't think that's going anywhere because I do think that that is that is the one thing that everybody is relying on is that that thing will keep everything afloat. I, I but I guess the problem is that. That with, dies, anime industry dies. Plain and simple. Well, yeah, because I mean, like we, like we said before, they don't make their money off of Blu-rays. They don't make money off the DVDs. They make money off of merchandise, figures, um, stage shows, concerts, stuff like that. Uh, music CDs. They're not... Every time you make fun of the idea, there's, you know, this closing song in, this, in, last, in last period. It's like, that is literally what they're going for. Wise men, if they can sell those those discs do concert shows of it that's I where do. they're gonna make their money from they're not gonna make it from wise man being in the show and you're selling the blu-ray i do think that the the concert thing i think that's going to be something that's going to shift sooner or later at hope eventually some point it'll be available over here <laughs> i i do think that that is going to be one thing that is going to i do think that it of all of the things i believe that our 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 google ais and all the all the ai stuff i think that's going to and this is me being speculative i'm going to take my my next turn on on being speculative i think ai is going to destroy um the um uh, the translation problem i think it's 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 going to be gone here soon we're going to have our um and it, we're going to have the the subtitles in, in near uh, it's going to be on TV there and we're going to have it within 20 minutes i i think that ai is going to knock that out of the out of the problem very soon i still think that there's going to be i think dub is going to be probably the last holdout i don't know how that's going to work at some point sooner or later i do think that Funimation, as I, this is me and my pure speculation, either they're going to have to shift the way they're doing things, or they're going to get knocked out and somebody else is going to replace them. Probably High Dive, more than likely, since seeing how they're dabbling in their their simul dub stuff as well. So that that's where I see things going. One of the, whoever can do it the best and the least controversial. I'll just say it that way and and be done with it. it whoever can do that is going to be the one that's going to win. Stop be, stop bashing your customers. I, I'll just say that. <laughs> if there was one type of uh, collector that I think is is a dying breed, it's probably is probably in light novels and manga. I don't see light, light novels and mangas is probably the one area that you can't really say that is easy to collect physically like even for me the norigamis that i have takes up half a shelf uh spice and wolf takes up half a shelf whereas i can have literally 15 blu-rays in that space so there there is an element where i think even for me like like i said alive i have the entire live series i have uh um goblin slayer i have um 
um, a lot of other series that I have on my Kindle because I want to read them, but at the same time, I only have so much space available to me. It's gonna be it's gonna be a series that I really, 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 really love in anime format that I'm gonna buy the the manga or light novel to check them out physically. I do think there is still a lot of people out there that are readers that love to sit down with a physical smell it kind of book and you can turn pages on it. But I think that is probably the area that I think is the most dying breed. If you if you put side by side a person that is a a, a, a show watcher and you put them side by side with somebody that it is a book reader, more than likely you're going to see the book reader with a Kindle than the person that's watching video throwing a Blu-ray into a disc. They're going to probably be streaming it on their phone versus the other person who's also... Um, I think I got that, my that one is there. one. That there. one is I'm one. I'm sorry. I probably my brain broke there. I'm sorry. That is one that I think is going to be in this weird animal. I, I do think that there is an aspect of, um, if they can ever find the happy medium of printing, and this is this goes across the board. I this is all. If they can ever find the happy medium of, um, of having a certain amount of. Okay, there's a risk involved in any anime. Okay, somebody says, I I want to produce an anime. They make an anime. When our digital or our our distributors on this side of the the water decides that they want to distribute an anime, let's say Grimgar, um, they have to decide, well, okay, how much... Um, of a demand in the United States do you think there is going to be? Um, Well, 10,000. Okay, 10,000 sounds good. So we make 10,000 copies. Now, that is the risk. They have to put that much money to produce 10,000 copies. That's the 10,000 copies of this Blu-ray, 10,000 copies of the the box, 10,000... recyclable boxes because they all have recyclable box. Um, and then they put them all together and then they ship them out. That is their, their investment. That is their risk that they have to put in. If only two people buy that disc, then they have 9,000 or 9,998 copies that they didn't sell that they lost a lot of money on getting rid of that problem. That problem right there is the biggest issue that all of these guys have. And that is why digital is beating these guys out of the box. They can't compete against digital because there is no risk involved. They buy that. They buy the license. Well, there is a risk, but it's more along the lines of how many people watched it rather than how many people bought the, the box. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... Yes, there's a license risk, but not as it's not as 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 blatant as ten thousand copies sitting in a in a in a box. I.e. the the ET problem with Atari. <laughs> the, if you if they can ever get past that problem, and that that I think is the same problem that is is happening with the uh, the books. That that's the same problem that's having happening with the uh, DVDs. The it's the even Blu-rays. more scary. It's even more scary with the manga and stuff like that because exactly. you have a, you have a case like Berserk. I didn't buy Berserk for the longest time because you literally had to buy like one six four uh, seventeen was available, and then you had to oh 
I don't want to buy those because all the other ones are available. But they're like, okay, when they finally come available, then the other ones aren't available. And it's like, I literally had to wait for this one magical moment where they were all there. And I'm like, bye <laughs> at once. But anybody else is like, oh, I missed that. So I have to wait also because these are never printing. And But there's a huge risk to Dark Horse with right. that is they, they are afraid of printing more because if they print more of those ones nobody might ever buy it and it's going to sit there in the warehouse exactly and that, and that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about if they can ever deal with minimums. that problem they right always there. have to do minimums mm-hmm. every blu-rays they have to do a minimum exactly if so they I, can ever get past that problem right there then then i that's the only way that physical collector will win per, per se and, and it'll survive if if they can ever get past that and i and I do think that there is a it, it, whatever that magical innovation is someday that they they possibly will figure that out. And maybe they're they've been lying to us for years and and they actually have a, pro, a fix to that problem, but they just never told us about. And they they just keep wanting us to say, well, everybody has to buy them at the in big old lots. As somebody that works in procurement, yes, that is a thing. <laughs> and what sucks is that uh, you have to d- juggle the idea of how much risk you want to take because technically, if you can tell the company that you want to have, you know, this many, they will cut that substantially because they want to keep the machines running. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't. The longer they can keep the machines running, the less they'll charge you. You can't produce one package. You can have them usually put on the end of a line, but yeah, they're they're usually pretty janky or um, it's just a sample. It doesn't really actually function properly. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That's wow. We that that went longer than I usually thought. I mean, I, usually whenever we do these things, I'm always afraid of how long it's going to go. I, I was hoping that that I could drag it out as long as possible. You did you drag it out, or did you actually want to talk about those things? <laughs> No, I, 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 I thought I, I, I was really excited about this one. I, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to pr- give you as much input as I was hoping that I could. But so in the in the end of it all, uh, where's Anime Land, Andrew's Digital Pocket, and um, decentralization? I, 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 <laughs> I, hey, as long as y'all bring anime, me on as, as some kind of consultant and and actually give me credit for my my ideas, I'm fine. Anime is dying. That's that's the conclusion. Because I anime seriously, dying. I can't, I can't produce any of this crap. I, I, all I can see is the idea. I can't, I can't fix. It. I can't do it myself. I suck. I'm an idiot. That's a good way to end it. Uh, but yeah, tell us what you guys think. If you think that uh, physical medium is dying, uh, do you think it's growing? Do you think you have more anime? I mean, technically, we have more anime available every day than ever before. So that's that's a good sign that things are still bustling going. I, I think the question really was, and especially in this, this podcast episode, in which we want your feedback on, is where do you think it's going? Do you think we're going to get to the point where there's no need for those physical goods? Do you think we'll get our digital pocket? Um, do you think Google's going to probably pull it off? They probably will. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you're going to have your Google glass, you're going to have your Google backpack, and then you're going to have a Google pocket. Yeah. And then we're going to be doing Excel world stuff and crazy, uh, augmented reality battles. Yep. Either between dinner coil or Excel world kind of thing happening. So anyhow, we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion about, uh, the physical, uh, and digital medium and how they kind of correlate and how they can see in the future, how they, how they, how they're going to go. Uh, again, we're at talkerspeed.com. You can go there for our anime new and old. Great community in the form links top. Social media links on the right side. Uh, all digital, by the way. 
<laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, when are we going to actually do a physical release of our podcast? I guess that's as much as we dissed on d- physical releases and and digital releases. When are we going to make a Blu-ray of our podcast? It's going to have to be a Blu-ray. Releases? Dear heavens. No, it's going to be a flash drive. You're going to be the one to start it all. <laughs> We'll we'll right get on. we'll we'll make our own we'll fa- well I guess we could just get like some uh some switch cases we could probably find some switch cases on Amazon then we can put them on a little flash you know little SD card hey, stick I'm, them in I'm there all for we'll it. put some bitter on it just to go with the switch <laughs> theme and then we'll we'll sell podcasts in physical form so tell I'm, us I'm, do, are I'm, you interested in the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast all three hundred some episodes on one I, we're not at four hundred yet. Disc. I thought we were at 400. I don't know. I, I it, It's all a blur anymore. I think we're like 380 something, right? Let's see. Three, 384. Look at there. Wow. Anyways, you can get all 385 episodes of the podcast and I'll talk about on one flash drive that you can put on yourself with uh, a really creepy picture of us on the front of it, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it would be it. a picture of you because we we don't have a Chris face reveal yet. Yeah, that's right. The world will break apparently. If Chris reveals <laughs> face reveals. Uh, we'll just do my weird picture that I did for Crunchyroll. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and y'all take care. Oos. Sama shita kung fan